Sweet Sweet Garbage is a podcast in which two women, Jenna Redding and Bailey Von Schneider, take a look back at some of their favorite garbage films and television. Knowing them as we do, we have to ask the question, why do they find themselves enamored with this trash? Not only that, why do we ourselves root for the problematic woman? We love a good crazy stalker, male or female. Why is Bailey okay with the idea of Penn Badgley stalking her? Why does Jenna want to single white female every person she meets? Can they be feminists and still enjoy these indulgences? Let's find out. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sweet Sweet Garbage. We're going to be doing our Reese Witherspoon month and we're really excited. Um, This week we're going to be doing Overnight Delivery. And this was a movie I'd actually never seen before, but this is like pre-legally blonde. This is still pre-legally blonde. Pre-cruel intentions. Yeah. Post-fear. Post-fear. So we're we're in like, we're in like good, we're in good hands. But (laughs) yeah, so yeah, I had never seen this movie before. Um, We actually have a guest on this week. We have writer and director Claire Downs. Hi, Claire. Hi. Yeah. So had you seen this movie before? No, I haven't. And I had the same reaction I believe I had in like 1999, 2000, as I did when you suggested this movie. Um, When I saw this movie last, like, like I saw a poster for it, I think in a blockbuster when I was like a child. And I was like, oh, like that looks good. And then when you, but I never saw it. And then when you suggested this movie, I was like, oh, how have I, that looks good. How have I never heard of that? You know, and like, uh, well, we will get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited. We got some good stuff. Um, Bailey, do you want to go into a little bit of a synopsis? Yeah. So IMDB tells us Wyatt writes an angry letter to his girlfriend, believing she's dating the Ricker. Turns out the Ricker's a dog. Helped by Ivy, he tries to get the letter off the truck the next 24 hours. Yeah, so we have a classic road movie. I do love a good road movie. I love a road movie. And, like, this one has, like, all of the... all of the tropes and all of like that charming stuff. Like it, it feels almost like, like, like one of those screwball, like 1930s comedies. Yeah. Like in like in the sense of like what they're trying to accomplish. To yeah. Happen. Yeah. And like, of course they do like, se- it's like sexy stripper stuff though. And like nineties, mm-hmm. like, like scummy nineties stuff. But I felt like it was like very yeah. charming. Um, yeah. It definitely felt dated in, in that aspect of it for sure. Like watching it now in 2022, you're like, Oh, this feels very 1998. So like, <laughs> I mean, good for them. They uh, really like encapsulated that that time really well. Like it yeah. feels like the late nineties. Well, yeah. And yeah. I I had found out after watching this th- that um, Kevin Smith wrote a, um, he did a pass on the script at one point. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he wrote the first draft or what he did, but he eventually took his name off of it. So that I wonder too, like, cause he was very good about like, like, ha- like a very specific type of nineties movie. Yeah. So like, I wonder if that like there, cause it seemed like, I would say like, it did feel like it could have like Kevin Smith Kevin's vibes. vibes for sure. Yeah. I, w- yeah. I, f- I would feel that. I'm curious to see how uh, critics actually 
Uh, I feel like critics probably didn't like this, but I liked it. Well, that's, I noticed that the like Google rating is pretty high, like what people think. And then the, like, I read some reviews Mm. from the time and like, which I always love because like sometimes they can be so wrong about, um, but I read one that was like a local newspaper that like knew that Paul Rudd and Reese Witherspoon were stars, but felt the project was a bad project. Mm. Um, which I I don't yeah I don't know if I agree with that completely in that like that the the project feels bad Mm -hmm. but like I do think they elevate the material for sure like they're so watchable it's I would I was like how have they not how did that not spawn like just some like Reese Reese and Paul Rudd Reese and Rudd Reese and Rudd (laughs) (laughs) like they have this They this they've been in a few movies together. Oh, have they? Uh, yes. Yeah, they've been in um because I looked this up. They oh. and but uh yeah, because when I searched, I couldn't remember the title. But yeah, how do you know it's 2010 romantic comedy is one? Oh, oh, 2010. Okay, so like 10 years later, they did like another movie or like 12 and years I, later. I think they're both in another one. Is it like another um, romantic comedy? Mm. Oh, how, yeah, how do you know it was James L. Brooks? Oh, okay. I want to say they were both in some like action movie or something. Um, because yeah, right. I will say, and I, I'm gonna, I, when I first was like looking this up after I saw the movie, mm-hmm. I was shocked out of my mind when I found out that the, that the guy who made Biodome, a movie that I hate so much and if you've ever spent any time around any comedy bros they'll make you try they'll try to make you watch this movie as like a bit and like yeah. biodome is just like the the bane of my existence <laughs> well his like, brother yeah his brother wrote the script yeah um, the guy who directed the film's brother wrote the script and it seems like he didn't write much else maybe i'm wrong Right. Well, I wonder, cause then, yeah, I had, I had seen that. And then I wondered too, because that's why I went, I couldn't tell like from like the, the IMDB like trivia, like how far into the um, process they brought him on like before or after Kevin Smith. So like, I wondered yeah. if they like brought him in to like punch it up, like change, like change things a mm. little bit. And I was like, man, I love like a good hot, like I love like Hollywood tea. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like, mean, I, like- I have to believe, and maybe I'm wrong about the development of this, but like, so this is like peak FedEx being a thing. Mm. Like FedEx was like a new concept. Like the idea that you could get your packages on like a plane that was going to be overnighted was like a new thing or it was like a popular thing back right. then. And so I, I have a feeling some executive was like, this FedEx thing, we got to build something around that. <laughs> right. And maybe I'm wrong, oh, but like in the way, like when I've pitched movies before, it always starts with like, like I worked on a project uh, that was about OnlyFans last year and it was came, it was a similar thing. Like we want like a OnlyFans rom-com. 
Mm. What do you got? Mm. And so I could see this being like a similar. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause there is that moment where he is like, Oh, we're going to go to the post office. Right. And she's like, no, no, we're going to send it this like the best way possible. <laughs> so they do talk it up and it's like, Oh yeah, let's overnight it. What an awesome concept. Well, you know, and that's it, the thing it's, it, it, it dates it, but then also like the, it, that's why it feels like a time capsule mm-hmm. in so many ways is like, yeah, yeah, it's like, they're like, why are you guys so excited about this? Like, like, you know, because at this point it's something. like 25 years of us being able to get things very quickly. <laughs> yeah. And also it's pre-email. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you could just, if you're really mad, you would just email someone if you were like, oh, yeah. On, like, yeah. And also what's funny about this is maybe they wanted FedEx to sponsor it mm. and couldn't get it. Uh, yeah. You know, so because it's like some other brand, right? Yeah, it was and then Global the, like Express or something? Yeah, Global, like Global Express, Express, something like that. The I most like generic sounding. Yeah. <laughs> and then the I noticed in the opening shot of the uh, film, uh, but actually after the first image, mm. uh, we go to the college campus, and then in the center of the campus is Global Express, like neck, like in the main yeah, like, like the squad. Right there. Like just a very kind of ominous looking. You're just like, wow, like what? Yeah. <laughs> There's no other brands. It's just like yeah, in the no, center this, of the <laughs> Yeah, they really bad. got that monopoly at that, those college campuses. They were like, we're gonna plop them in right in the middle of Minnesota. Right. The right. freezing cold Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but God. um, but yeah, no, I will say though, Paul Rudd, God, what a charming, what a charming man. Oh, like this yes. guy, and he's so he's so good as like like a sweet, like earnest guy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of Fantastic. actors, not a lot of actors, but like you think about like a person like Ryan Reynolds, who like even when they're like trying to seem sincere, seem disingenuous. Like yeah. there's yeah. just something about that that like Paul Red does not have. Like he's even when he's like playing like an asshole or whatever, like there's something so earnest about him that I think is like what makes him so like fun to yeah, watch for sure there is very much it's like if there's like a I don't know like the yeah you're right there's something so charming about him that he oozes that yeah but and to the point of like the actors I feel the actors elevated the script I felt there were a lot of moments that felt improvised or like really like drawn out like we'll get to the ones but like the dancing on the car definitely mm-hmm. felt like Paul Rudd just like hey, can you just, like, go a little longer? Like, we don't have a way to end this scene or something. <laughs> like, can I just get on this, this truck? Um, yeah. yeah. And then this movie, like, makes me appreciate just how good Reese Witherspoon, like, actually is. Because this character is, like, so different from, like, in, in Elle Woods. And, like, they feel very different. They feel like completely two completely different women. And she sells both of those types in such a way that I just like, she's just very, she's extremely watchable. There's like a, a captivating aspect to Reese Witherspoon that I've just been like, there's a reason she's a movie star. Like, oh, for sure. She's a stripper, which yeah. is like the most shocking, like, you know, p- kind of part of her character backstory. Yeah. Like, I wonder if she was like trying to do more like, um, I don't know. There's a, there was a lot of actresses at that time that were more like, the sultry sexy bitchy girl and I wonder Mm -hmm. if this was her like agent being like I got you 
I got you a stripper. What do you think? You're not going to be <laughs> cute anymore, Reese. But yeah, she's still so dang cute. Cute. That's, that's the thing. She's cute. <laughs> she's a cute fit. She's a cute forty-five-year-old too. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, no, she's whatever. still cute. Yeah, she's like like <laughs> cute is like her brand, and I bet she told her agent like, "I need something else. Give me, you know, a criminal or a you know yeah. a stripper." And, and she was yeah. yeah. And then a year someone later, edgy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think she did kind of um, like Tracy Flick sort of like flip the script a bit for her. Well, like Tracy Flick is still kind of there's a cuteness factor to her. That character yeah. is just a a, a a deep part from pretty much anything. She's, she's sweet but psycho. Yeah. Like everything Reese, I, I think think every Reese role Reese does is sweet, but then what's the like twist on yeah on the like, sweetness factor to her and know? that's what I think is so cool about some of her roles in the 90s because like you get that in fear although like in the fe- in fear she is like very damsel in she's distress naive, very too. like she's that's like to be a 16 year old girl so like we understand the naivete I yeah think, but then fear. also what was the other one like freeway freeway oh like if you have you ever seen freeway that oh, one is oh, like <laughs> that one is wild. That one it was like them trying to do like I it's think it's Little them. Red Riding Hood, but like with an urban like street twist. Yeah, it's like her. She's like a runaway, <laughs> and then she's like she's like hitchhiking across the like across the country, and like Kiefer Sutherland like is the big bad wolf. Yeah, and like, he like it like gives her a ride, but then turns out it's like he's a serial killer. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's actually like very crazy to me that that movie was made. Yeah, no, and like so. <laughs> this is post Tracy Flick, but pre Legally Blonde. You're saying no. Right? This is still pre. This is a year pre Tracy Flick. Oh, so this was right before. Wow. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Not no. a lot of actresses play college students and then go back and play high school. Yeah. Students. Right. <laughs> It's interesting though because like she's actually age appropriate for college in in this. She was twenty two when they did this, so she's a little older to have played Tracy. But at the same time, it's like I mean, but early twenties, brilliant, she and brilliant. she still looks like a child today. So like it, was, yes, you believe she was in high school. But yeah, you're right. It's interesting to go back to high school. But I guess once like Alexander Payne's like brilliant work comes across your desk, you're like, I'm going back to high school. You're yeah, fine yeah, with yeah. It. yeah. You know? and it's like that's. It's like a style. I mean, election is so stylized yeah. that it's like kind of like uh, someone doing like a Ryan Murphy thing where they're like in high school, even though they're like 25. It's like you kind of believe it because like everything's so heightened. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're totally fine. With well, that's that. like when you do see the, the original, like the the pilot of Glee. Oh, yeah. And that, how that has yeah. such an election vibe. It totally does. It does. If like if it, it, it I don't it wouldn't have sustained itself. But like that first season of Glee where it is just like them being real cutthroat singers mean it's real mean yeah and it focuses a lot on will schuster in the first season too which is yes you know you have the matthew broderick type focus of election and then they're like now we have to focus it on the kids (laughs) yeah well because the songs got too popular the songs got so popular and they're like well no we gotta like pivot to making this like a brand as opposed to like yeah. what this show should was been, originally or like pitched, go, probably because I'm sure that's how he pitched it. Yeah. It was like election, oh. but singer, like but Glee kids, cynical. And like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, that's actually pretty good, Ryan. And yeah, they're like, oh, this is what it became. It's fine. Hey, I mean, it made a buttload of money. It so. really did. It but really yeah, did. with this movie though, mm-hmm. Paul Rudd, he um 
you know, there is something again, we, we just brought it up, but like, you know, he's in a long distance relationship and like, there is something so like nostalgic about like how, like how deeply we used to feel things when we were like that young, where it was just like, Oh yeah. He's he's convinced they're going to get married. He already has like their entire life planned. Yeah. And just like that yearning, like super hard. And it's just like, Oh, my beautiful girlfriend. And it's like Christine Taylor from like the Brady bunch. And so like, I get it. He's like, Oh, we're going to have two and a half kids. We're going to have a dog. (laughs) We're going to have that white picket fence. We got, you know, like all of that. And then, you know, Um, of course you're going to, you're going to flip the script when you meet Reese Witherspoon. (laughs) Yeah, so like that opening image really stuck with me. Uh, like it kind of, I want, I mean, so, so it's a car in the middle of nowhere covered in snow, mm-hmm. like a 90s boxy car. And at first you look at it and then you're like, is there a dead body in there? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, so, oh, this different movie. <laughs> it's like so bleak looking. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I was like, I've been thinking about like directorially. So the opening images, I'm just trying to think of like, what are we saying? Like relationships are frozen in time or mm-hmm. like, yeah. I, but isolating you, they isolate you from college. Like when you're supposed to be enjoying the moment, you're like mentally you're in this car, like in co- high school. I, <laughs> I, I, I struggled with it. Cause it's like such a, I was like, is this a horror? Does this have like a horror vibe to it? <laughs> right. It's really, it's really strong. And it reminded me of um the Charlie Kaufman. I'm thinking of ending things that came out last year. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know if you saw movie. it. Like, yeah, but it's very uh, absurd. And then of course the scene in the car is that they they're making out and they're like going to have sex and, or they're not going to have sex. She is very, no, I would be like, no. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's why like, he wants to marry her. He's just like, oh, we're going to get married because then know. I get to have sex. <laughs> exactly. And she goes to Tennessee, right? Yeah, she's yeah. in school in Memphis. And he, uh, Mem- yeah, Memphis. And then he's in school in Minnesota. Just like oh, right. the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and also like her, that dorm that she has is like, what? I would have gone to that that's school. That's why. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. why i was like it kind of seems like florida yeah like, yeah it's very it's we're a very memphis tropical <laughs> yeah and not only is it like this dorm and of course because it's in memphis there's almost what appears like a blow-up elvis just in their foyer yes and i was like oh yeah. and then they have these like gold elevators and i was like what is this door <laughs> they were like Hey, uh, so UCLA won't let us. Um, yeah, I found an office building. Exactly. Where dress it up. Yeah, it looks so like set dressing. It looks, we got this. It looks like a motel meets. Yeah, it's kind of like a motel style. Yeah, <laughs> it's the weirdest vibe. But I'm like, all right, that's cool. Um, Pretty strong choices for like these like 19 year old kids. They're like, I need this blow up Elvis. Yeah, thank you. Nothing else. Yes. I mean, the gold, the gold, everything. The gold trims, like <laughs> elevators. I would have gone to this. I would have immediately been like, this is definitely where I'm going because the freezing cold of Minnesota or this really cool dorm. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, no, we're doing, yeah. Yeah, we're doing long distance. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to be your girlfriend yeah. in Minnesota. Absolutely. And not. also, so I've never been to Minnesota myself, but I was getting a real 
Portland vibe for Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's yeah, I like don't grunge, think <laughs> a lot of grunge culture going on in Minnesota. In Minnesota, maybe. I've been there once and uh I, I haven't really spent enough time to get the vibes of Minnesota. Well, the one time um I this was like maybe five years ago. I knew someone who like went out there and they were there in like the dead of winter, like, like February. And no, it does not like from what they described to me that it's not what we saw in this movie. at all. I just mean more like maybe in the nineties. So you know how like Portland has like a lot of strip clubs, Mm -hmm. like maybe in the nineties, it was more like, cause I know there's a big music scene. So like maybe cause cause Reese Witherspoon's playing like almost like a grunge or a goth stripper, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah exactly. That's she's sort of her character. Grungy, yeah. Which is strange though, because I felt like they introduced <laughs> that character as like, uh, they were like Ivy Von Trapp, like the girl you go to college with. And she's supposed to have like the little like skirt and like look like the schoolgirl. But you're right. There's more of a like grunge vibe to her. <laughs> yeah, and the club girl. itself, and the club itself, like struck me as like the grunge strip club. And again, this could be like a network or studio note rather being like that grunge thing. We got to get that in there. Like what about a grunge? Cause there were like grunge strip clubs in, in Portland and the PMW. Right. So like maybe she, but yeah, she's like goth. Like she has like latex, boots on yeah it's, it's like <laughs> black weird. lipstick basically like yeah, i'm very yeah fa- i'm very fascinated by this girl yeah. that's going to she's college also with a you. very talky stripper like yeah. she's up there dancing and is like very much like commenting on like on doing paul a show doing <laughs> like, like what is he, what, yeah just very much commenting on paul rudd's like existence in this moment <laughs> yeah yeah I, um, um <laughs> but Paul did, did I get us off track? No, oh, no, no. no. <laughs> we, we tend to go on tangents. No, we go on like, lots of tangents. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Uh, but no, in that scene itself, um, what I really appreciated from that scene is that Paul Rudd like stands up for her, but like not in like a, a like a oh I need a like the idea of like oh I don't need a man to like no he's like to his friends like dude like. What do you do? Like, why are you touching her? Like, he's very much that. Like, like being like, be cool. Like, will you be cool? Yeah, and it's like, and it comes from like, I feel like it seems to come from like an actual really good place rather than the idea of like, oh, let's just like really show how he's the good guy and his friends are all like assholes. What like, do you call um, that? The one yeah, that like the um, white knight. Yeah, syndrome. it didn't feel white knighty. Like anything that he didn't do felt that like, it felt genuine to like that character. Like, yeah, I felt I mean, that at least in that moment. I mean, st- and structurally, it comes in exactly like 10 minutes in. So it's mm-hmm. like the perfect, it's like that's when you would do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And also, I felt that the directing of the, so the guy who gropes Reese Witherspoon oh, yeah. and touches her, I felt it was, it was very dramatic, but I thought it was effective. Like, that's one of the m- parts of the movie that I was like most drawn in. I was like, this is well done. Like, I feel like the timing of it, the pacing of the way this is directed <laughs> is really good. And like, yeah, Paul Rudd's dialogue is good. But then she gets kicked out too for yeah, getting that made no sense to me. Yeah, no. I wrote that down. Herself? Like, what? I, I like rewatch. I was like, wait, sorry. Why did she get kicked out? Yeah. And it's like, oh, I got fired. And it's like, 
why? Because she like you're supposed to, as this establishment, protect your employees. And like she, so since she's reactive to the client who clearly tries to grab her and she doesn't want this and feels uncomfortable, then why is she losing her job? Right. Because it's not like her and it wasn't even like her reaction was super, super aggressive or strong. Like, you know, like I I not that it would have um, you know, like if it had been a thing where she like defended herself and like actually like hit him in the face or like did something, you'd be like, well, okay, that's them being dicks, but like that was their way to get rid of her. Yeah. But like the way she reacted, you'd be like, well, yeah, why did why did this happen? Mm. <laughs> Again, yeah, that, that, that's it, a plot devicey. <laughs> it did. And it also was like weird because the bouncer was like defending her at first. And then yeah. the bouncer, the same bouncer, like dragged her out in a very very 90s like a kicking her legs up yes. like a, like i'm crazy yeah yeah like, <laughs> and then she's like, like very she's like chill. Chill. she yeah. handles it like but what i did appreciate about it though is that she didn't like he's like i'm sorry like you lost your job and then she's like oh no it's okay and like thank you for like and gives like a genuine thank you for like standing up for me like i really appreciate it in that moment and never is like oh you're part of the reason why i just lost this job now i'm gonna be pissed at you she's not she's like warm and invites him in and is like i'm gonna go get some food like you're in a bad way do you want to come spend time with me and like i really like that moment yeah i will say like the way they become friends it's all feels very it's organic great. yeah yeah, yeah it, it i mean going back to the screwball comedy thing like uh, it kind of reminded me of It Happened One Night, which oh, is great like the cl- classic road movie meets mm-hmm. screwball. And I think that screwball comedies are really good at just like not making a meal out of like any t- in- initial tension. Like the tension has to come like later mm-hmm. because they're going to immediately like each other because they have to sort of, even if they're like foes, they have to be like each other enough to like come together to like solve a problem um, right because like I, f- I feel like today someone would push them into the direction of like Reese Witherspoon needs to cry because she lost her job and it's like all right well that's gonna add 10 pages yeah, and then- <laughs> yeah. she's very I'm- cool with it and and like there's yeah. the one offhanded comment where she's like oh yeah now I gotta there's a little thing about me finding a job you know thanks to you but it's like an offhanded and it's a joke in this yeah. moment because they're still like they haven't even really had like their first fight in this moment like this is the moment where no. he's still trying to figure out a way to get himself to Memphis really right exactly and exactly. she's so we've established about her by this point that she's sleeping with the teacher who we haven't we never meet right no we don't meet the teacher which is kind <laughs> of interesting he is mentioned and, and then, it seems to be a way that paul red knows about it but we also never had that conversation but i mean i guess we don't necessarily have to but but yeah no they they, they like they they allude to it yeah i think well isn't it yeah. isn't it sort of brought up and it's like one of the not one of the reasons but like when like the friend is like groping it's like hadn't they like talked about it prior to that when they were like talking yeah, about Yeah, I her? feel like in the dorm, but I was like, we didn't know who they were talking about when they were talking about like somebody sleeping with a teacher. Right. Oh, okay. And then I guess we would be like, oh, we're connecting the dots that it's it's now this person. Yeah. But, yeah. But then there are moments like as it goes on that it's like people have this perception of what their relationship is. And she does say it's like it's not what people think. So it's kind of into like, because she's like, it's not what you think. Like, right. It's, so it's kind of interesting. It's like, well, what is, like, Ivy's a very interesting character. Like, I want to know more. Yeah. About when she said that at first, I thought, 
and this is my, maybe like my 2022 brain mm -hmm. was that like he, the teacher is somehow like a, a like a strip club client and that they're not really dating but like he's she like gives them dances yeah yeah <laughs> to help because like we never meet the guy yeah right um and she never really even calls him or anything right no um, no she doesn't she doesn't like there is always the talk of like uh, like yeah because uh, there's the talk of like oh well we can just get him to put something on his credit card or 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 wasn't there yeah yeah, yeah. there's like that more was there one moment she calls him she does call him she yeah. does about getting flights like her getting a flight back to minnesota yes. and him getting a flight to memphis yes that's right there is that one time but we don't we don't see it's not like we hear his voice no. or it's like a split screen thing it's just he's this sort of other character that's out there who seems nice but yeah. yeah yeah he just simply he yeah. seems like he does not seem like a bad dude no 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 and she's well over 18 so if this is a consensual Although, you relationship know, and right? like if there still is an authority um like aspect to it but you know, <laughs> yeah i mean by the time i went to college there was pretty much strict rules about like professors yeah you're definitely not students. supposed to uh, yeah but i think back then which is evidenced by like a lot of films from the 90s it, it was just kind of like whatever like consenting adults mm, uh, right I, I even think when I was in college they were even talking about no TAs yeah um, no TA and you had to really. sign like a like a thing being like I'm not gonna until the class is over or whatever yeah right true true no that's yeah it's yeah, an unfair advantage things like that sure, sure but... yeah but I don't even think that idea of like you know power structure in a class setting they just don't even... want it to get messy they're just like oh i don't just don't want the drama <laughs> yeah i don't even think that was discussed at the time i mean there's the famous like animal house where like this teacher is like invited to the party because yeah, like, yeah. yeah. it's like yeah dating a student so that exists <laughs> in um say anything as well um yes like, when she shows up to their party and i think she's the guidance counselor oh my god yeah, yeah. that's right yeah. or like even there's that one 90s movie um what was it called it was like jason biggs and like mina suvari america pie no no uh oh but is there's a teacher pie? relationship in american pie remember isn't isn't there uh is it in the first mom stifler's mom oh stifler's yeah mom. Yes. Yes. yes yes and iconic milf the milf calling yeah. the term milf yeah it really did but no i think I it mean, was like another jason biggs movie i think it's called a uh, loser. Oh, loser you're right mina safari is very much like a reese witherspoon type character like she kind of looks like reese witherspoon in <laughs> overnight delivery i think she might be a stripper as well and like she, very she's uh, she's like dating greg kinnear yes. who is their teacher yes. yeah yes, would right. you would you describe the like let's describe the hair color of Reese Witherspoon in this movie? I would say brandy colored. Yeah. Or it's the wild ma like maroon, like maroon. like wine. Like eggplanty. Yeah. Like the, there's like a moment. It's definitely like the it was a choice too because red always had always been right? blonde. I wonder what the choice was being like, all right, we want to have dark hair, Reese with a spoon in this, because she immediately went back to like blonde for election. Blonde. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I think also too, like they probably wanted to differentiate her from uh Christine Taylor. Cause yeah, I think if they're both blondes, blondes yeah, they kind of sense. already look alike. But it is such I mean, a hilarious 
color. Like they could have just made her a brunette. Or I and it when been... she does the little things in her hair, oh. she just <laughs> what like those like are they like butterfly? What are those like? And then it like they're, curls um, her hair. Curls. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're like sock curls. Yeah, oh, she's doing see, again classic screwball comedy. It is. Yeah, like rollers, the rollers. Yeah. Or, and um. And a lot of road movies, the female is like, well, we've been traveling so long. So now I got to like do my hair on the road or my makeup on the road. Right. Yeah. It's been going for days and days. Yeah. (laughs) I I think that they were like, well, what would like a wild girl hair color be? Yeah. Purple. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's probably like these 50 year old guys that like, maybe like did like a graph. Yeah. Of some sort. And then like they finally got to this color. Brandy, hair. Like you said, like <laughs> brandy color. I mean the like, color of the, Merlot. Yeah. So the craziest thing about like casting, even today. So like I, I do some like commercial acting. And when you get the breakdown, it'll say like, we need a redhead. Like it's like a type of person. Right. Yeah. Like it's still very like sexist in that way. Yeah. yeah. And like back then they were probably like, well, she's let's just, let's just like work this out. Well, she's not a blonde because, right. and she's not a br- brunettes are nice girls. Um, right. Right. And then they were like, well, maybe Reese wouldn't dye her, like refuse to dye her hair red, like bright reds. Mm-hmm. So it's like this other color. Yeah. This like weird, <laughs> I don't know. this weird color they've created they, literally in the bottle. And they're like, this is what we're going to go with. Oh, yeah. It's very single. It's single process. Like we're, when it's, when it hits the light, it's very pretty, but it's like one thing. Like it's a box color. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah. So they, they do choose to, to make her, and I think outside of, I think June Carter Cash is the only other time she's just not been blonde. Yeah, yeah. Because like obviously so, that had she had to be portrayed. That's interesting. So overnight yeah. delivery and, and walk blind. blind are the two times she's not wow. blonde. It might be. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Interesting. There could be another one in there that I'm like, oh well, like you would just be like, oh well, that's right. She was a brunette in this or something. Or no, but like, we'll, can canonically now though. Yeah, those are the those two. Are two. But I do love how somebody like she's always gone back to the blonde and like embraced the blind and legally blonde it's part of her brand too but then yeah. you have somebody like mandy moore who had been blonde then they put her in a walk to remember and then she's like you know what i'm just gonna be a brunette for the rest of my life forever yeah, yeah. and, and she it looks works great. so well for her she looks like, great yeah. as a brunette yeah or like you, you do see that too like sometimes uh same with like zoe deschanel mm-hmm. who i think is also a natural blonde and whenever they die and it really does because i think i will i recently i i told bailey this i've recently gotten into frasier for the first time i've never seen it before and so i've been like watching all these episodes (laughs) and i saw and like it like freaked me out for a second because i was like god that looks like zoe deschanel and then it it was but it was like blonde curly blonde haired what she played what she played on frasier she like played like Roz's cousin. Oh. Roz's like free spirit cousin who she comes have a British to... accent? No, no. Not wait. Oh wait. Oh Roz. Oh, Roz. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I was like, it's like, why? No, yeah, I know. So yeah. she was Roz. And like, you know, she's like playing, she's at least like 10 or 15 years younger yeah. than the actress. So she's like, God, Roz, you used to be so cool. Why aren't we like? what like what do you mean let's like stay in and watch a movie don't be boring mm-hmm. <laughs> like very like manic pixie dream girl before that term was like coined. Oh, <laughs> trying I mean, to get like the um the uh the producer guy 
to like go off to Vietnam and just like leave his job. So Why? anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah but yeah, Aaron. went from like blonde and then like her as a brunette, like I think it like makes her like blue eyes like, Pop, like even yeah. more striking. For sure. I mean, she Reese is so beautiful. Like mm-hmm. there's like scenes in this where you're like, oh my God, like she's so pretty. Like, yeah. nat- yeah. like naturally pretty because like she's not wearing what we should say, like once she leaves the strip club, she's very na- 90s natural. Yeah, yes. very movie. much, very much so. But like, oh Low. yeah, she pulls it off. Yeah, there's an effortless beauty to her. And like the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, this is like a 22 year old Reese, which is a, a, the same age that her daughter is now. And then you like, which is just absolutely wild to me. That's but then crazy. when you see pictures of her daughter and then you look at like a 22 year old Reese, you're just like, oh my God, this is the same face. Like it's oh, yeah, no, the genetics on that one is but insane. <laughs> don't you think that that child has like a holographic face? Cause sometimes it looks like Ryan Phillippe too. Yeah. And they're <laughs> like, kind of like, like, like a different yeah. 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 You're like, this kid was just blessed with some amazing genes. Both of her children yeah. with Ryan Phillippe, like Talk about <laughs> what's it like to be God's favorite children. Yeah, like, like really. come on. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> so the, this like scene, though, so he gets her back to like the dorm, the dorm computer lab. Like, what's the yeah. next scene? Yeah, they did. Do they get they, food. Yeah, they get the food and then he's like, he he's crying into the Confiding, food. The confiding. One, yeah, her, and, they, yeah. and she's getting annoyed with it because she's just like, and she does the whole thing where she's like, well, why are you just wallowing? Like, why are why don't you get revenge? Like, take hold of this. Like, tell her, like, break up with her. Don't be crying and waiting. It's, a, gr- yeah. it's a great scene. I, I just think, like, it's also peak, like, you know, Paul Rudd's, sensey sensitive goofy like guy who's also kind of a prick like yes. just, yeah like it's a good like foundational like like his, well, that's his, this is where it started yeah. yeah his agent used the real he was like they were like i know overnight delivery didn't do that well but look at the scene <laughs> yeah. like he's He's has multitudes. He's continuing. Yeah, he's falling apart. He's really funny though. I mean, whenever kind of he's a jerk. Kind yeah. of, yeah, kind of a jerk. But like seems sweet also. Sweet, like, and then, yeah. <laughs> attractive. Like, oh, very looks attractive. He looks exactly the same. He does. Oh man. It's incredible how like neither of them is really aged. But yeah, so they go to the computer lab and she's clearly friends with like, I don't, I don't know if he's the custodian or if he security guard. Security. But he <laughs> says, like, I could get in trouble. Like this is after hours. But like she's clearly like nice to him. So he like lets them in and he's this is a time where you just didn't have your own personal computer. So you have to go to the computer lab. And as he's typing out on this very chunky computer. Real fat guy, up, yeah. <laughs> like, and that brings to like the sweetness of this character and of Paul Rudd. He's like, this breakup note is like sweet. And she's like, no, 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 no. And oh, then I yeah. do love that this is a moment where like we understand that she's doing this job as a stripper to pay for college. She's in this college. She education's important to her. And in this moment, as she's constructing this note, she's using all of these very eloquent words. And you just know oh. this- yeah she's smart like yeah. she's like yeah. actually i'm very smart exactly I'm like, and i gonna... love that i love that about this character it's like oh no i'm the smartest person in the room and i know it yeah and we forgot to mention that i think paul rudd is we think he's like an english major right because he's like 
yeah studying or journalism or something like some- he's also trying to be like a writer or something right? yeah. yeah and there's that moment where like one of the first scenes where it it, it proves to the like the dick factor of him is uh sarah silverman's in this and she's in this class and she's reading something she wrote and he's just like yeah i don't like it and it like oh breaks her heart <laughs> and she takes it i mean she takes she takes it very hard but there's that moment where it, it comes off of yeah he's a he's a dick but he doesn't move this is this is where i would like maybe encourage like you know no shade but like a joke like a jokes pass uh because like sarah silverman's essay Mm. is that she thinks that jaws uh that moby dick ripped off jaws and like we all know that that's not like an 18 year old or 20 year old wouldn't really think that like yeah right yeah you're not that she's stupid exactly right so like of course he's gonna be like what are you talking about girl like right like I agreed with him (laughs) yeah Yeah. and he also didn't do it in like it wasn't necessarily completely mean-spirited and then like when you're in classes like that it is about feedback I'm just like if this is shit tell me it's shit so I can go and fix the shit (laughs) right she's just like oh what I read is perfect and you're an asshole like that's (laughs) the kind of character that Sarah Silverman is when I ask you for notes I meant no notes yeah. <laughs> I mean like in a world when like 10 things I hate about you had already was already in the hopper if not already out um and that has a lot of good English class scenes like mm-hmm. this is like such a disservice to like, <laughs> like yeah. I mean the English going back to Animal House like that those English class scenes are good with um uh, like I just feel like this the writing of this that scene was really really bad like yeah Sorry. I was like, oh, you guys, yeah, whoever whoever took a pass at this scene clearly wasn't yeah. paying attention in any English class at all. And it's just like or there to- was <laughs> or there was another scene and something happened. Mm-hmm. And then they had to cut it to two four two, three, four lines, and now it they improvised it or something. And it's sorry, you were saying Yeah. That. No, yeah. It's- yeah. And then yeah, and it's like we have that scene because then when, you know, as we said, he finds out or he believes that he's finding out that the Ricker is just this dog. That it's not, it's not, she's not having an affair and he's already sent this letter. So it's like, I have to stop it. So what do we do? We're going to go to Global Express and we'll just stop it. And of course, who works at Global Express? But Sarah Silverman. And she holds a grudge. Yeah. You know? She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, she, she's really mean. Like, like, awful. She's like, like vindictive. Like, yeah. Very like, mean. But I was like, bro, he's also I just mean to her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and of course, um, he takes like Reese Witherspoon goes on this with him because um, as part of this note, they had sent a a used condom, and by used, it was like that um custodian had like spit in it, you know. <laughs> and then gross. They take, like, so gross. And then they take a picture together where they're like she has her top off. Yeah. So and then I do love the moment of this being 1998 where he's just like, Well, you have to go and help me stop this. And she's like, Why? And he's like, well, she's get just starting to use the internet and how to post things. And then Reese was like, yes, we need to stop this Global Express. We have to get there. But the <laughs> idea of like 1998 being like this moment in time where it's like people are just starting to use this, this thing. I mean, the- <laughs> the, their, their options at this point when they like are writing it, they're like printing it out. And Paul Rudd's like, should we fax it? And she's like, <laughs> no it's better to global express the, the hard <laughs> copy 
and because she's able to send the photo yes um, that they take that's very sexy for Reese I felt yeah no it's a very sexy picture I was like but it's also like tasteful I was like yeah like like the picture looks good like when you see the snapshot you're like damn I wish I looked that good like I was was talking about it to uh when we were watching it Eric to Eric I was like what if I got that picture put on a canvas can I put this up in, in our room. house somewhere this, this oh gives- by the way did you see like I was reading like things about this movie did you see that like in the essays about like who invented the selfie or like early selfies there's a selfie of Reese Witherspoon and Paul Rudd that Reese took from the set of this movie really? and they're like oh that's like an early selfie oh, oh, oh I love, I love that oh, <laughs> it's really a cute it's a cute photo yeah, oh, of course, because it. the two two of the yeah. most like photogenic people in the world. Yeah. I was like, I I would buy, I would take a t- a thousand Polaroids of them. <laughs> I know it's like that. I feel this way too. Like on the, I directed a short, and the actors in my short were very very attractive, <laughs> and they took like pictures on like a disposable camera, and they look so good in them. And then That's the ones upsetting. with me, I honestly. I the ones of me I just look I mean I was I was directing so I was busy but I also looked like hell and it's like a 90 degree day and I'm like they look great and I just look like a person like I'm just like a person in the background like working like like I'm doing my job here and you guys are beautiful yeah uh yeah so and then um they obviously because Sarah Silverman's the dick (laughs) she's the true dick in this movie not Paul Red so um she deletes it so then it's like, well, we have to stop the package and then begins like the, the crazy road trip. Here we go. Like, now we're in, now we're into the road movie and oh it's my like, God. It's... oh, it, it delivers again. Like I love, I love zany hijinks on the road. So, and like with these, and then yeah. Larry Drake, the driver, the FedEx driver who's determined, hilarious. or sorry, the overnight delivery driver who's yes. determined. He's like a fantastic character actor. His IMDb is so long. I like that. Just like bunch of that's to me, be a working actor. Like that's gotta be so incredible, you know? Like he has no known for. Like, I mean, like he has no known for. It's all Mm -hmm. equal billing. Billing of things. Yes. Um, Yeah. He's great. No, but he is that man takes his job so serious. Well, like, I, I lo- and I love that yes. character trope in like a movie where it's like someone is just like so on edge because they're trying to like get something done, and oh, it's yeah. always funny. Yeah. Like it's always funny to me. <laughs> yeah, and he brings yeah. he brings the A game. <laughs> yeah, like Midnight Run has a a character like that. Is Steve? Isn't it Steve Buscemi who's like determined to track? Yeah, uh, he's like, is he like another bounty hunter or, or like something? Yeah, there's or... like other, yeah, like the people who are dead set on like I'm not gonna let or um in Thelma and Louise the the mm. FBI guy who's yeah. like determined yeah. to ruin like, their come fun. on yeah I know right it's like yeah. God come on it's like we're having we are learning so much yeah. about ourselves and like having a great time go away <laughs> but in this situation can I ask you oh sure yeah. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I was going to ask, can I ask you, what do you think the justification is? Like, what's in it for Reese Witherspoon's character? Why does she do this? For, why does she go on this road trip for Paul oh, Rudd? In the beginning, I think it is the, the motivation of like, okay, what if this naked photo of me just gets released? So I think that's the, the initial. Right. And then she's like, oh, I'm nice enough to bring him to the airport. And we'll get into the airport because 
I loved that scene. <laughs> but then, um, yes, she's the, she's the first thing, that, the first person he sees after the airport incident. And then, but you're right. Then what becomes it? Like we we start to learn that it's like, oh, she's falling for him. But is it is it just because of that? Like. I feel like, yeah, at a certain point, I think she really did just, like, want to be around, to be around him. him. Yeah. Like, she was finding reasons. And she was having fun with what was going on, I think, too. She genuinely seemed to be having fun at moments. Yeah. I I feel like there should have been a scene, or maybe there was, and they cut it, mm. where she's, like, on the phone or something, and she's, like, really upset about this teacher boyfriend. And she's, like, you know, the reason I date this teacher... I had, and I strip at school is because I really never found my group. And mm-hmm. you're so lucky that you found your friends and you not only do you have your friends at school, you have this great girlfriend. And like, I don't have anybody. I just have this teacher who like listens to me, but I'm like mm-hmm. lonely, like something like that, like where she like, you know, kind of is more vulnerable about it. And she could say, you know, freshman year of college was awful for me, but this has been the best weekend of my college experience thus far. Maybe you think mm. that's sad, but was something like really grounding. And I bet they had something like that. And I bet they cut it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it would be, it does seem that because it does seem like, like I said, with the idea of like, she looks to be having so much fun. So why, why would you want to end something like that? And especially if you bring up the idea of like, well, her college existence has been, you know, not just boring, not but great. lonely. And then yeah. she's finding a kinship with him, whether or not, even before falling for him, like they genuinely seem to like, this is like a new, but like they're pals. Like when she drops her off the airport, yeah. he's like, I'm going to let you know how it goes. And she's like, does the off air like, oh, I don't really care, but like you care. And yeah. then like, they are friends and he wants to let her know how this goes. So there's that, that cuteness factor to it. Yeah. yeah. And that, that is something though, that I like, I really liked about them in this movie, because of course we know they're going to fall in love eventually. Oh, yeah. We've seen, yes. we've seen movies yeah (laughs) but like (laughs) there is something about like the fact that like for a lot of it they do seem like friends even though they're like there's no like um established relationship beforehand like it's not like they've been friends forever Mm. the fact that they seem like friends for most of it was really refreshing because I feel like we kind of touched on this a little I feel like some people might have pushed I don't know, like that whole like enemies to lovers trope or whatever, where like they're just like bickering the whole time and they're like they're fighting and it's like they're bunning heads. Yeah. And then there would be an incident and then now they're going to be friends. And then, yeah, it's, like it's closer to Thelma and Louise in this way. Yeah. Than yeah. It is like Midnight Run, like they're mm-hmm. or it happened one night, like they're friends from the beginning. I mean, maybe there's a rewrite where she knew him from grade school and he's like you're stripping now what the hell oh yeah because like, I do a- love I do love an established relationship like in a, like when you go in to a movie and like they yeah. they, they already have lived lives mm-hmm. in that respect although like it kind of does make sense well yeah no I I like that I like that a lot because mm-hmm. if they did know each other they lost touch oh I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff <laughs> oh I mean that's why the second before sunrise is better than the first one. Oh yeah in my opinion no that one's my favorite that one is devastating that just yeah. 80 minutes of like just stabbing my heart with <laughs> yeah I watched I rewatched all of them on New Year's Eve me oh. my husband and I rewatched them yeah, yeah. Ugh, they're so good but <laughs> yeah yeah no I um 
Ooh. Are we good? No, we're oh. good. Okay. <laughs> oh, I should also say it's great that stripping isn't stigmatized in the city. Oh, yeah. Like at yeah. all. Yeah. It's, it's just what she does. They, yeah. It's just like her kind of like her hobby or something. Yeah. And I thought that it's there a was a job, the, but exactly. Yeah. I thought that there was only one moment where I thought things were like uh, when they're like, oh, when the there's a neighbor who has a lot of sex and they do the whole like, oh, yeah, oh, you're. When- yeah and then they're like oh your girlfriend oh yeah she's banging like everybody now like you're face it your girlfriend's a slut and like i didn't like that but i like the rest of everything i like the idea of like well this girl goes to college she'd do whatever she wants with her body but i like the idea of like when he calls ivy a slut at one point she like stops the car looks at him and is like i am not a slut and i yeah. liked i yeah. liked that like she shoots has- it down really quickly yeah and then he apologized later and like because paul rudd's such a good actor like you feel that he felt bad and is like yeah i'm sorry you're, you're also you're not a slut and he delivers it so well that you feel it yeah that so yeah I and i felt that. like I feel like the slut comment came from having sex with a teacher, not tripping. No, absolutely. It was because yeah. of yeah, her they, But I just felt like most of this movie was like very positive with all of like with whether it be stripping, whether it be like taking hold of your sexuality, except for in that beginning when like the, the dumb boys are making that comment about like, oh, yeah, all girls go to college and become sluts. I'm like, oh, that's the one line that I was like, Ugh. but of but course, like, I mean, it does like kind of like sh- like it. It, it, it shows it does the, a good job of like being like oh these like dumb these guys are these dumb boys yeah who don't su- and they don't support him yeah like yeah. the one friend that could have been a scene too you know like while well, i'm in this friend group and you're the only one who was going to go to the distance with me they i they i can't count on, they're just dorm friends like i don't know them that well mm-hmm. but i can count on you to like drive me her by the way her car is so cute oh the vw oh. what is it like a thing is that what they were called like the vw things i think that's what they were oh called. yeah i've i've yeah. always loved like basically up until like 2004 like any like volkswagen yeah like even sure like a there's... 2003 like volkswagen bug i'm like i want that one because like the way they look now i'm just like they kind of look like flat like they're not yeah, as cute the thing. as they used to be <laughs> it's called the thing it's called the vw thing that's yeah. funny yeah <laughs> and she has like She's like decked out the interior. Doesn't it have like a leopard steering wheel? Yeah, oh yeah. Yes. She's made it, it feels very lived in, which is appreciative. And like she has it, it has a um, it's a convertible, and then at one point, like it's clearly leaking in, like and there's <laughs> holes in it. <laughs> yeah. And she has like uh fuzzy dice and yeah. Like, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, I thought that was like very real college. Like if you had a car in college, you definitely decorated it. There were certain people. Oh, who would absolutely. And then it's yeah. kind of it's kind of shitty. Like she has trouble starting it up. Uh because yeah, she she's like she's nice enough to be like, uh, because at first everything seems like it's gonna go swimmingly. He's like, I have to just pay for an ex like a first class ticket. That's fine. It's only money I'm gonna get to um Memphis in no time. I'm gonna be there by like noontime and be able to stop the package, all this, it's all great. And then she's like, Well, I'll just take you to the airport, drops him off at the airport, and then he's sitting in first class next to I think it's Tobin Bell, I'm pretty sure, from the Saw movies. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And of course, you're just like, oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then as we were wa- we were paying attention if you're paying attention earlier there was on the tv there were- and they were talking about killer bees and it's <laughs> this this uh this beasley man that's just been killing women 
And it, of course, turns out that he's now being taken hostage by killer bees. So <laughs> because of this moment, he just completely runs away and then runs, of course, into Ivy. And then they continue on. But I just love that this moment of like, you, everything seems, what could go wrong? Well, it's just been this, this notorious serial killer is like taking him hostage. <laughs> I also love like his justification was very well written. She's like, wait, you could have just gotten a first-class ticket for your troubles. Like, they evacuated everyone. Yeah, they would have made yeah. sure you got where you were going. And he's like, no, no, no. Then I'd have to go to questioning. I'd have to do this. And he's like, right. Like, yeah, you don't get out of being a hostage. And, like, it was kind of like a terror system situation yeah. as opposed to serial killer, which is, like, why I was a little confused at first. <laughs> but, Yeah. He was like, he's right. He would have to like go on the news and like do press. And yeah, like, he would never oh, made it. It was time. He would never make it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it does. So that is that checks out for then why they have to then go continue on this road trip through multiple states. Yeah, going from Minnesota to Memphis, like that's that's a lot. Yeah, like because that's going. I mean, I know it's going down, but like that's like. Yeah, pretty like big and then ways, she keeps yeah. driving him to certain spots because it's like, well, I'll just get on a plane in like St. Louis. Okay, so I'll drive you as far as St. Louis. And then it's like, I'll drive yeah. you. As far. And then he's like, well, I'll pay you if you drive me even further because yes. yeah, things like this. And then it ends up where they just end up keep going and going and going <laughs> until all of a sudden it's like, oh, I guess we're we're, we're here. here. Now. We're in Memphis <laughs> now. There's like also like the gas fire. That part was crazy. Oh my god! Yes, because they see the gas. Yeah, yeah. They, they see the like, driver. Yeah, the and original he's like driver. Yeah, the original. Of course, of course. It's like, oh my god. Well, we're finally gonna be able to do this. So he siphons the gas, and yeah. Then oh, the big explosion. <laughs> the right, guy yeah. The I don't know how he drove the damn thing. With, okay, like, movie magic, yeah. movie magic, as they say. And then yeah, he drives it like all carved out, like yeah. like just yeah, like a really- shell of itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also the moment when the car, like how I mean, the car like falls in the water. Oh yeah, because like she got distracted and next thing you know she's able to stop like of course on a dime when you're about to hit the cliff oh you know and then um i love when he's dangling there and she could see that there's like that little spot where he when he'll fall he'll hit that without like plunging to his death so she's like really she has all the power in this moment and it's like because at this point he had already yeah, it's great. So she has the power and he falls and then he gets extra angry. And then he he does he he insults her again and she smacks him in the face. He hits the car, it goes over. <laughs> and then he yeah. has that reaction where he's just like, oh <laughs> I mean I knew the car was gonna go over, yeah. but I did not know how. And yeah. I was kept predicting it. I was wrong. <laughs> um, good. They also have like a fun moment where they go to like a thrift store together because all their clothes are gone. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And he gets the baby on board shirt. <laughs> yeah, baby on board shirt. Love that. Yeah. yeah. That's like always like one of my favorite, like again, like one of my favorite tropes in like a movie, especially in a road movie. It's like, yeah, everything's gone wrong at this point. Yeah, they need to get clothes. Mm-hmm. That's like the like, I don't know. There's like something about it. And again, yeah, it's like usually like someone's wearing like something stupid and they comment on it. And there's just it's it's always so funny. And like it's again, it's good that like these these actors again are elevating the material oh, yeah. because like of course I want to see Paul Rudd like in a thrift store just like goofing around 
Like, I want that right now. Like, I want him doing that today. In every movie. It should be written in his contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so they eventually like, you know, there's there's moments where like they try to dine and dash and then they get. Oh, arrested. yeah. Yeah. They get arrested. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They have zero oh, that was, <laughs> I, I liked that. I like went down a rabbit hole trying to figure out the waiter in that scene. Oh. He's been in like so oh, many movies, he? but he's not credited in this movie. Oh. It might have been like an early role for him because it was like uh, it said like the waiter in something I read is like the waiters were like local hires. Hmm. So maybe he lived in Minnesota, but like I went down a rabbit hole cause that guy's been in like a lot of things. He kind of looks like Alan Rickman. Yeah, um, he does. But I do love how he's like kind of passive aggressive in the beginning, yes. especially when, because like Paul Rudd's like, I have no money. What am I going to do? So he orders like celery and <laughs> Like it, like yeah. The guy's like, and then Toast. of course she goes all out, orders everything, and then he comes over and he's like, because at this point they're fighting, so they're at different tables, and then she invites him over. The guy comes over, he's like, well, would you like the young lady has invited you over? Would you like me to bring your meal? Like you know. <laughs> but then I do love like later oh. on when she's like to do the dine and dash, she picks a random man at the bar, and it's like, oh, that's our trigonometry teacher from when we were kids, like. Like we want, can y'all sing happy birthday? And he's like so excited. He's like, let me round up the staff. Like men's very it's excited. really cute. Yeah. Their birthday song is really cute too. Yeah. Like really it is. Cute. I was like, I want to go to this yeah. restaurant. Yeah. 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 They go all out. Specific song. Yeah. But then of course the police are right behind the the saloon and like they climb right out of the bathroom windows and it's like, well, you're arrested. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's parts of this movie that reminds me. Did you guys ever see that? It was, I think, in the 80s. There's a John Cusack movie called uh, The Sure Thing. No, I haven't seen that one. Is there any more in that one too? No, I don't think so. I think it's, I don't know. I don't know who the woman is, but it's them. They, they, they go on a, on a road trip together. I can't remember exactly how it is, but like his, oh, I think it's like in a, a when Harry met Sally. I think a when Harry met Sally situation where they're like going from one place to another and they just happen to be like in the same car together. It's Rob Reiner. Yeah, yeah, Rob Oh Reiner. my god, Steve Bloom wrote this. Is that the same guy that did this? It is. Oh shit. Wait, it is. Wait, hang on, hang on. All right, guys. Well, guy, I I got I um I it is, it is connected it's the, the same guy wrote both of those movies. <laughs> okay, well then that that's because I got the vibe while I was watching yeah. this. I was like, oh, there's just like so many zany things happening on the road, which yeah. again I'm eating just up. Literal same writer. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, hey, wait, I was wrong. He wrote James and the Giant Peach. Oh, yeah. Unless so this is a different Stephen Bloom. No, it's, no, it's the same. It's the same one, yeah. All right, all right, Steve Bloom. I oh, see he recently you. wrote one of those Netflix, um, uh, that hot guy. Rom-com. Uh, Noah Centineau, that everybody oh. loves now. Yeah. So good for Very this cute. guy. Very cute guy. But, um, wow. in that one, they do the same thing, where they, like, they run out of money so they're like mm-hmm. uh, they're trying to like you know get to this place and like with the John Cusack movie it's just because he wants to like have sex with Nicolette Sheridan that's why it's called the sure thing because uh, like if he can get there it will happen sure oh <laughs> Like, yeah. like oh yeah we just gotta get there a little less noble than like this guy yes, who's yeah. like trying to like unimplode his relationship yeah who believes this is the girl wow. gonna have children with you know <laughs> 
Interesting. It's so funny that he's still writing. Like, I kind of want to watch this Noah Centineo movie because the yeah, it's it's like the you know we we're just talking about zeitgeisty rom coms. The, mm. the the perfect date is what it's called. It's to save up for college. Brooks Radigan creates an app where anyone can pay him to play the perfect stand-in boyfriend for any occasion. Mm. And like that sounds almost like your to... OnlyFans idea a little bit. It's very, it's yeah. Ours was people in their late twenties who are married, but mm-hmm. this, uh, I would love to watch that and see like, so how has he grown? Like, like there are aspects to this move to overnight delivery that mm-hmm. are not the most uh, feminist aspects, mm-hmm. right? Like it's like she, she doesn't really have like a driving force, like force. even mm-hmm. in, ha- in even in it happened one night, which is almost a century old. The lead female character has like a, a driving need. Yeah. Oh and yeah. So like I would love, I would love to see this movie and be like, so how have you grown as like a, as but, a but it's also a male, yeah, and it's also a male lead, just yeah. like the John Cusick. It's all male lead rom coms. Same with which is yeah. hard to do, and this one too, and with overnight delivery. Yeah, like yeah. it's all. Yeah, they're all. Mm, interesting that is very interesting i think male lead rom-coms are very very tricky because you the 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 hook of them has to be believable uh like from a you know living in a patriarchy Mm -hmm. but it also can't be like a sexist i mean it can those movies exist but (laughs) well it's that's the trick of it like actually trying to make it different yeah 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 which is why like you get American Pie because that's, that's like the sexist, which is not a rom com, but it's like a sexist uh, sex comedy. Yes, uh, yes, yes, it is. Where, but this is like trying actively to be like, well, no, love is real. Mm-hmm. You can meet your soulmate. You know, meet cutes happen. But then you're trying to make it as you know inclusive as possible. I would just really be interested. To, I bet it's good. Let's do it. Let's watch it. Maybe, maybe what it is too, though, is like, he's also just been very good at taking studio notes. Mm. Like that's, that that seems to be like one of the reasons why he's so successful. And like, that's a great thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not knocking that, but like you have like this guy who has like a pretty long career and it does seem like he is able to come up with these ideas and then things that definitely seem like they're studio things. He's able to incorporate them. them Right. And capture what the time, like the moral, I mean, they say rom-coms are like, what's the morals of the time that we're like struggling, like in Harry Mazzelli, can a woman and man be friends is what they were really dealing with at the time. So <laughs> right. then they, I'm interested because he's like, I just look, he's older than my parents and I'm in my thirties. So I, yeah. I would be really interested to watch this guy's this guy's let's see it let's see Noah an older gentleman <laughs> who's writing teen rom-coms for about apps about, about apps. apps I would love to yeah. know his thoughts on apps a, I want to know his yeah. actual thoughts let's, on apps let's do it let's do it because <laughs> like I, in, I we've in, grown up with apps at this oh, point yeah. like we 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 have apps we've had apps for like I guess 10 years at this point mm. and I still don't like apps. Mm. So I'd love to know what a fucking like seven year old man <laughs> has to say about them. No, I know. <laughs> uh, I love that though. I mean, and one great thing about Hollywood is you, you don't have to retire. 
No, yeah. no, you never do. And like Hans Zimmer like, is still making scores. Yeah, it's absolutely. Crazy. Just, if you want to work, you can work. But you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, of course, it this ends with you know he arrives there, and um, and at this point, yeah. we're in love with both of them. Yeah, we we are so in love with the idea. Like I was like, fuck you, Christine Taylor. Oh, like terrible. Like, I was like, the clear choice, like, come on, come on. I don't know why it's taking us like 90 minutes to get to this point. And there's moments where like, (laughs) like they have that like little bit of a standoff where she keeps saying like, go, like, go, you have to at least see how this plays out. And she's like, I'm fine. She's also in a stolen car at this point. Yes. 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 (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I'm fine. You go. (laughs) But I love the logic of like, stealing this car and it's pretty good logic they like stumble upon um uh they so they're trying to just so at this point they had just exploded inadvertently exploded this global express (laughs) but the guy's still driving it so they're chasing after him and then they wonder they happen upon um a gas station and this completely drunk man in his like in his truck pulls up gets out stumbles he's going to get more beer and paul rudd's like well we're doing a service right yes now. yeah like we don't need this the moral drunk. the moral choice we're yes. selling him from a dui or yeah. worse yeah yeah, yeah. or kelly's so just get in just get in like it's fine like we've already been to jail this evening like this is what <laughs> just get in the stolen truck you know? i honestly i it, yeah you're right it's very sound logic <laughs> We need to get to Memphis. This is the only way we're saving. We've also lives. probably saved lives. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So they drive, yeah, they drive the stolen van. And speaking, this is the moment where like it could have been improvised where Paul Rudd's like, we're here. I'm gonna start dancing. Yeah. On yeah. the on the truck. <laughs> I think I think it like I think it was improvised. Yeah. It's so strange. Like yeah. his dance is so spooky, but also. He, he would do this dance today in like a hundred percent yeah again this is like the oh, beginning yeah. it's like we, like you, you mentioned it earlier claire where um he was he basically we see the beginnings of like the stuff he does now mm-hmm. in this in like movie, romantic yeah. lead role mm-hmm. like some of yeah. that like, weird funny stuff that he does in like what's what's that guy's name that he does movies with um I want to say Michael Showalter, but that's not his name. The one that like he did like um shit, I'm blanking. This is annoying. Uh, like that Jennifer Aniston movie, and then um okay, let me just look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely like the same. Like he like Paul Rudd's amazing. He kind of plays the same person in everything that he's mm-hmm. in. Of his core, of his core IMDb credits. Yeah, but yes. like he is kind of like. Like, like it's kind of amazing to be like wait you were the same person in like i love you man when mm-hmm. you're like in your 40s as you were in like when you're i mean how old it's like 22 it's like yeah, the exact probably, same yeah. person yeah and he's already sort of fully baked like mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. like he's the paul rudd that you're gonna get like then and i would say like he's like you know a little bit shaggier but he, like but like he he's doing like his Paul Rudd thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Well, it's like he always he's always had two modes. He's either like the like the nice loser or like the nice asshole. Yeah. And like yeah. he's great at it. It's he knocks it out of the park every time he does it. But like those are the two modes. Like one of my favorite 
think like I have two favorite things he's ever done. And it's um, uh, The Shape of Things. And then the other one is that one he did with Sean William Scott. Oh, role models. Role models. Yeah. Like those. Yeah. Like, like, again, sad, sad, nice guy. And then like mean, mean, nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I'm I mean, like a mean, nice guy, but <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. But the shrink next door, he is playing a mean, nice guy. Yeah. Does, oh, isn't he see. also playing twins? Is it in that? Two, in that? There's some movie where he's playing two parts. Oh. Is it that one? What's that one called? The Shrink Next Door. There's something where I'm pretty sure he's playing like himself and a twin. Oh, that's interesting. I think so. I think so. I could be totally making this up. <laughs> like, but I'm pretty sure there's something where there's there's something where there's two. Is that a TV runs. show or is yeah, that the thing that I'm thinking of, it, whether it be the shrink next door or, or something else, it is a TV show where he's playing like two versions of himself, which is like kind of crazy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure it's like when Lizzie Kaplan played twins in um the first of oh, what was it? Truth be told. Yeah, or you and McGregor in Fargo. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, I loved. I loved him. Oh, in yeah. that. He's oh so my god. Get really good. Because uh, usually, he... usually the the whole like well, one character play, like one actor playing twins. Like I Listen always eye roll. I always eye roll it and then then I watch it and then I'm always a sucker for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's in Netflix the series Living with Yourself. Rudd plays a man who undergoes an experimental therapy treatment only to be re- replaced in his own life by a new and improved clone. Oh, so it's a clone thing. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I like it. Mm. All right. Wild. Check that. We'll check that one out. Be cool. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah see so we go, we do go on a lot of tangents so yeah yeah it's funny it keeps, because it we talk about we, we we it always it's like a it's like a highway you just like go yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you'll follow it eventually <laughs> we, we're getting to the end and you know at the end it's you know we know he's gonna have this choice of you know who he wants but of course there's still the curiosity so he does go in and he's still determined to uh stop this man and of course he thinks one person is one and he finds the wrong guy and he jumps that guy <laughs> only to see the um, actual global express guy, you know, trying to get, he's like across, he's across the like giant opening. There's just like, it's like literally like a square of like dorms and there's like five, five stories of it. So he's on one side and Kim's like dorm is on the other side. So and there's randomly a rope. Don't know why. Love it. <laughs> so he ropes himself like literally across, like pounces on this man, smashes through the window. It's a very like elaborate scene. Yeah, yeah. And they're having like the biggest Valentine's Day celebration Crazy. on campus that I've ever seen. And they all arrive like, at the yeah. same exact time. All the delivery shops. There's all the, but also every door is decked out with like Valentine's yep. Day stuff and like, <laughs> It's Memphis very, takes like, love yeah. very seriously. Very I think seriously. Memphis, Memphis is they very, go they, go they love love. <laughs> yeah. And this poor delivery driver. <laughs> yeah. This poor delivery driver has had the worst 24 hours of, of his life. Of his life. And for it, sure. And he's yeah. just started to, this was his first solo. 
So he had a lot to prove. Look at that. Like they give him so much, like so much coloring, Mm -hmm. so much like shading. Yeah. He arts perfectly. Really Mm -hmm. trying to prove himself. Yeah, that he's worthy. Whether or not my whole truck blew up, I'm going to at least deliver one and it's going to be delivered on time. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But of course, so like, you know, I think then Paul Rudd, he, he, gets to uh christine taylor finally mm-hmm. and then well we find out though because we have we've had the switcheroo like twice now where he thought she was cheating on him mm-hmm. then it's like oh he, oh shit she's yeah. not cheating on she's me not. i'm such a dick god damn it like let's go on this he's, wacky she's walking a dog yes mm-hmm. she's walking a dog that's called the ricker, ricker. yes also the ricker for like anything like a dog or a human what's going well, on know, yeah what's but- going on here <laughs> I, I mean, why not Spike? Just yeah, right. come like, on. I think, is it all for that one joke that Reese Witherspoon says when they've had their first like meeting together? And she's like, isn't he, isn't your girlfriend humping the dicker? And he's like, the ricker. Yeah. <laughs> like it's such an arbitrary name. Yeah. It's very like, again, if this person who wrote this film is my parents' age, I feel like college nicknames used to have the like, yeah. In front of them, like the oh, seven. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's hilarious. It's like we're just the, gonna be like the Ricker. Yes. No, but yeah. you're right. You're right. Like when like people would like the machine and like mm-hmm. I think that was in like some teen movie, teen movie, yeah. like in the 80s, where like there's like yeah, the and then whatever the nickname like, is. <laughs> I mean, it's really like why wouldn't you just do like Rufus or Spike or like a name that's like a dog name? Name, like, right? Yeah. 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 It's just this weird, elaborate name. So he runs into the Ricker and in the beginning scene, um, she gives him a necklace and like his heart is magnetized and um, hers is like metal. So like when it meets, it'll go together. So of course, like we find out that Paul Rudd's been wearing the magnetized and she's given the Ricker like the other heart. So when they smash into each other, it connects. And then he, Paul Rudd is like the Ricker. And he's like, yeah. And it's like, so yeah, I did all the, like, granted, he's at this point been like, I've, I think I've fallen for someone else, but like, it's at least like he has that moment of like, oh, okay, I did so all she, this fucking shit for nothing. Not, yeah. <laughs> or, but also like the idea of like, well, I, it's good to know that she's not this person that I believe. She right. Was, no, you know? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think also the Ricker, one other thing I'll say is it's like implying that he has a big dick, right? I guess, yeah. yeah. Imagine, like, everybody just knows he's the Ricker. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Again, I think Spike would have worked. I think Spike would have been a good one. Even Ricky. Yeah. Ricky. Ricky. It, it could be a person's name. Like, they only do the dog thing for, like, a half of a scene, and then we come back to, like, is it the dog? Or, like... Right. The dog is in this, right? When they she goes... Like, the dog goes out... And then the Ricker also comes out. So there is like a dog. Right, right. right. There is like the thing is like, we, yeah, there's like Briefly. a little bit of a, um, yeah, like, like a question about it. Like there is like still that air of mystery mm. for like a minute. But yeah, just, just name the dog Ricky or Spike. Like you said, we're just like the Ricker. But also <laughs> like the idea of like, the Ricker's a dog. Like the conversation that he has with like one of her like girlfriends is like the girl is. The girl is like, oh, yeah. why didn't you say you were the boyfriend? Like, why would you say that if it's literally a dog? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. And right. she hands That's up immediately. Weirdest... 
yeah she's really like she wasn't helping no. the setup of this movie. No. Yeah. Like she made it she made it more confusing that person. Very much so. Very <laughs> much so. So while over, yeah. like I feel like it, the, the movie definitely has its problems as we've been dissecting it, but overall I find it delightful. Oh yeah, no, this is a very cute yeah. movie. Yeah. Like it's a good to Stephen, to Stephen Bloom's credit, it's structurally a perfect film. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's probably exactly a hundred pages. The yeah. midpoint is exactly you know, he did his job. In. Yeah. It's, I mean, it comes in at 88, 88 minutes, which yeah. is exactly what the studio paid for. Yeah. Like <laughs> they paid for that. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. And when you said the thing about how he, um, that's the save the cat, the, when Paul Rudd is nice to, it stands up for Reese Witherspoon yeah. exactly 10 minutes in that is the save the cat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a perfect. Yeah. It follows the structure. Film. Yeah. You're right. Perfectly. And so from that standpoint, you can't fault him. Like whether or not there are I mean, things in here. You know? <laughs> that's why, I mean, we don't know the history of why this film is not like a hundred on, on Metacritic. Like it's possible that there was tension. It's possible that there was like, like you said, rewrites that, that yeah, right. absolutely. Well, apparently there like, was like a little bit of beef because Kevin Smith wrote it apparently or I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know where he came in, in the, in the conversation yeah. for all this, but there was talk that he wanted Joy, Lo- Joy, Lauren Adams, yeah. Joy, Lauren Adams, his girlfriend at the time, the one he put in chasing Amy as Ivy, like that's who he wanted. And apparently he, um, when Reese Witherspoon got the part, he tells the story in an interview where oh. he, he says that she, that he thinks she is a douchebag. Like, apparently, like, they met at a party and he was like, congratulations on getting the part. And apparently, she looked him dead in the eyes and said, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> walked away. I, I mean, like. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, thanks, I guess. Like, I'm like, do you know how good I am at what I do? But, like, it's crazy. And then, it's so funny because he, like, he's, he seemed to have taken so much offense to it. And, like, he was like, well, I guess she was destined to, for stardom because what an asshole. And it's like, Wow. It's a little, it's like a little, it's a little intense much, the way you're like talking about it. Does like, he not know how good he has? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't, right? Like, how could you walk up to an actor and say that? That's like a, co- like your yeah. agent would call you. Yeah. Uh, also, I just right. love to think of like the director receives a call like Monday morning. Like, so there was a party. Yeah. Kevin uh, a- approached Reese. Oh no. What did he say? Well, um, Reese was very unhappy and now she maybe doesn't want to do the movie. And right? like, think about that. I mean, you Reese with yeah. <laughs> I mean, sorry, but if you write a movie and like, you've got like, who would, let's see, who would Reese Witherspoon at that point in her career be like today? Like not, yeah, I not mean, like Sweeney. Yeah. Yeah. Up and coming, you but get- hasn't gotten legally blonde yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, one of the euphoria girls is like, I'll do your movie. Mm -hmm. I'm available. I'm going to come shoot this for months. Mm -hmm. And then you get Paul Rudd, who's like the Noah Centineo of the time. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I'm so happy. My movie is going to be successful. And then (laughs) you hear that like Kevin Smith walks up and is like mad about that his girlfriend, uh, that his girlfriend didn't get it. It's not nearly as good as Reese with a spoof. Yeah. She's great in chasing Amy like I'll give it like she's great but like but like yeah it's like it's it's um it's invasive it's yeah. like an invasive thing to do to it's very a much a white male thing to do it feels and very... it's also like 
sabotaging the project you worked on. Yeah. Like, what if, I mean, it's like self-sabotage because what if like the film never happened because of that? What if Reese quit? Yeah. And then the studio was like, well. Thanks, Kevin. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm just being like, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this because I feel like completely uncomfortable from a person that's not even attached to this project anymore. anymore. Like he had like, taken his name off, I think, at this point. So maybe he doesn't even know what like, his connection is. This guy, maybe. Yeah, but, like maybe. Because like if he's taken his name off, how would she know? Yeah. She's just like, uh, you're not like, Stephen Bloom. Like, whatever, who the fuck are whatever. you? She must what? be, fif- and she must be 15 years younger than him. Yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Like, if he's 22, like. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think because she's 46 now. Maybe. So let's see how old Kevin. I mean, he's like definitely like in his 50s. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I would say so for sure. But yeah, yeah no, like, That's so it's just so- some guy at a party saying, Congratulations on a part. Like, I would say he's whatever. He's They're actually three. pretty much comparable in age. They're what? He's 51. Uh, he's not much So older he's just like her. a few years older. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe still. he really didn't realize how good he had it and how you shouldn't be saying that stuff to yeah. people. Yeah. 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 And like granted, Reese has had her big, she's had her slip up. Whereas, like, for the most part, I think like everything <laughs> is delightful about Reese with this film. But of course, I get you are completely intoxicated, but Listen, playing as that, someone you don't know who I am card. Love that whole vi- I love that whole conversation with that cop though, because the cop is literally like, I have no clue who you are and I don't care. Oh, so <laughs> like, Does, you are so drunk. Is, <laughs> is that the only thing in Reese's controversial section? Yes. I think so. And she wasn't even doing the driving. It was her husband. Yeah. And the best part, but she was just being like mouthy and being like, Do you know who I am? And then the husband's like, Shut up. Shut the hell up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but they, yeah, that's uh, that's her her like the one doc but of course like as someone who has been blackout before i'm sure i've been obnoxious as fuck i'm not even famous everything you hear about her outside of that is like a delight that she is and the things that she does with like what is it hello sunshine or like so especially with women and empowering women like we need more women like this in hollywood yeah absolutely absolutely also i just learned because i just looked at her wikipedia that uh both her and Paul Rudd have been sexy people's sexiest. Oh, oh nice. I believe Again, that makes sense. another reason not to talk bad to Reese at your party. Yeah. You're yeah. so lucky to have been both. And my favorite research <laughs> semi controversial moment, which is not really controversial at all, but like, so remember, like, you remember Quibi, right? Oh, oh yeah. Well, her yes. husband uh, was the head of Quibi. Yes, oh. and she had a show on Quibi or whatever you want to call it because they're so short. They're basically TikTok links. Yeah, yeah. Where she talked about lions or something. There was like it was like big cats. Like what? She narrated a yeah. That seems like and something you think of one high. <laughs> you should look up. She got paid an incredible amount of oh, money. Of course. Oh, like. I think it was $35,000 a Quibi, but don't quit, quote me on it. It was wow. like a great amount of money. And then I remember that was coming out right at the beginning of the pandemic. And then Quibi, like, Tanked. oh, yeah. Like a yeah. year, like a month later. And I just love that, like, yeah, Reese, get your money on that. Like, I, I remember whatever it was, she didn't have to do very much work. I think she just narrated or talked about or like 
hosted something about big cats and like I just love how honestly that's iconic like I would love to get something like that have, have something like that if happen I to am me such a like if I'm so yeah right at a certain point that like somebody wants to hear me talk about big cats yeah get yours <laughs> yeah please yeah and she's like what is it and they're like well it's quibby and she's like I I don't care it's just, fine uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I know where yeah, where Tell me where I have to go and I'll be there. <laughs> but yeah, Jim Toth, her husband, actually left CAA. He was the head of CAA and he left CAA yeah. to be the CEO at Quibi. And then Quibi like tanked Tank. itself. And now I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he went back to CAA or he's just being a house husband. I don't know. <laughs> Well, that's I, well. I mean, maybe there, there there might be something to do because, like, I know she sold Hello Sunshine yes. at some point. Yeah. So, like, maybe he had something to do with that because I know yeah. that that like that was one slightly controversial thing that like people talked about was that like she sold Hello Sunshine to like two guys, which like sell to Apple. No, well, I, I I don't know about Apple, oh, but like I don't know, but like they were just like, oh, it's supposed to be this like beacon for yeah, like women. feminism and women, but also like, hey, she should be allowed to sell it so for this insane, wants. and I think she got like an insane amount of yeah. money, oh, like, sure. like, like I think it like broke records how much she like got for it. Crazy. So and like, also like, like the, the more money in her pocket means the more things she'll produce. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It really. And yeah. they'll all be female. They'll all be female. Driven, exactly. And whether it's she's not, in, whether just, she's in them or not, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's not just female driven. It's like female driven with women that are like four above forty too. Right. Right. And and I think she'll. I mean, that's what, how I feel. Like the more money in these actresses' pockets, like the more chances they're going to go out on a limb and direct something or yeah. do yeah. something or or buy the rights, and then someone else can write it or direct it who's not them. It's just better to me because it's better th- to me than a million, you know, Ben Affleck production co- like yeah. production companies, which there are. Like, oh, yeah. No, of course. I, yeah. But this has never directed, interestingly enough. No, but I think the first thing that Not she even... produced was Gone Girl, which, like, speaking of yeah. one of my favorite fucking movies yeah. in the world. Love that movie. And, I'm like, so the fact surprised that- she. I'm surprised she never did like an episode of Big Little, like or yeah. There's not. I'm like looking on IMDb. Watch, there's nothing. Just a- absolutely not even a single directing credit. I wonder why. Maybe, but it could be a thing. Like maybe she has something like in mind, maybe, or like maybe yeah. she's someone who's like, I want to give these opportunities to like someone who like really gives a shit about directing. Like I kind of like. Oh God, do you want to know the first thing she produced? What. Legally, the very first the very first thing legally, legally blonde, blonde too. red white and blonde well that's why she's producing the third one because she wants to like retcon her first three produ- productions were were poops well legally i mean blonde well, the thing too. Is you, gotta you, you gotta feel it because then when she did wild that's when it really starts to take off for her right and then she did gone yeah. girl like things like that some big little lies yeah. And I'm sure she was like getting her feet wet, sort of a thing. Oh, it's yeah. like, well, I'm gonna be in these movies. Let me like learn the ropes. Oh, of course. Like, yeah. gotta do this. I'm also producing those t- sequels. Could have been like her being like, I'm not going to do the sequels because sequels are usually trash mm-hmm. unless I get to produce. Yeah, yeah of and course. unless sure. I get the back end deal. Like, and then she maybe took up an interest in producing through that, but. Yeah. Maybe she was just like, I don't want to do them. And they're like, please, please. 
we'll give bump you yeah. a little extra something. Yeah. 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 And then Absolutely. Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde was so bad that we were like, we need a third one to make up for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're getting a third one. I'm yeah. pretty sure I've seen all of them. Has the third one come out? No, that hasn't. But there's Legally Blondes. Oh, oh Legally a... Blondes? Yeah, it was oh, yeah, two British that. women. Like, it makes no sense. Wait, I don't. What? I think they're Elle's cousins and they live in England. It I love absolutely it. absolutely no that's sense. That's so funny. But there is a third one that Mindy Kaling and Dan Gore are writing that's coming out. So that'll Ooh. probably be good. Yeah, that sounds exciting. But that's yeah. Cool. Um, so, of course, though, he realizes he doesn't like Christine Taylor anymore. Mm-hmm. He doesn't love her. And he's going to make a life for himself mm-hmm. with <laughs> a not yet Elle Woods. <laughs> yes, not yet Elle Woods. And it's cute. It's it's happy. So um, I don't necessarily think that this movie has a batshit moment, really. Yeah, so one of the things yeah. that we do um, on the podcast is like our rating system for, uh, for the episodes. And sometimes we have them, sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. But like we either have like, if the, is there a moment in this that was like, kind of crazy like a batshit moment that either took you out of the mo out of the movie or like something that was like so unexpected oh. that like you're like wow you're like whoa what what was that what was that yeah. that's crazy um was there a moment for either of you I don't think there was one for me in this movie did you did you feel there was for you no, I mean, I, I, I guess Sarah Silverman's entire presence in <laughs> yeah, the film exactly. yeah, was yeah. shocking. Uh, well, very like beguiling for sure. <laughs> Maybe not beguiling. Yeah, that's not the right word. She's but... so she's so young and like she's very so young. um yeah, but also not being truly allowed to be her funniest self. It's like she was not trusted with the ad lib. They were no, like, no, no, come in, do your scenes and leave. And she's like, okay. But you know who <laughs> I'm going to become? Thanks. Right. <laughs> like, she's naturally way, she's naturally like extremely way more funny than the mm-hmm. dialogue that's being written for her, oh, which 100%. is a weird thing to see her either struggling with or like hating. She like kind of hates it. <laughs> like, yeah, I like, know. You can definitely yeah, tell for, for sure. sure. It's like, oh, I just need yeah. to start making a name for myself. I'm taking whatever. All right. But like, I feel like she got kind of stuck in like before she like really became like famous for her like for her stuff. Mm-hmm. Like she was always just like the mean girlfriend or like the mean yes. some like whoever. Like, yeah, you know, you okay. have that in that Jack Black movie where she's like, she's good in it, but like she's so mean. She's so mean in school of rock. Which is, <laughs> yeah, which is funny because like I think her stand-up is not that she's her right. stick is that she's not mean. It's that she's like one of the guys. Yeah, exactly. No, so like yeah, having her be cute, like a type cutesy. A type. Yeah, like mm. ditzy, ditzy guy friend. Mm. Like it's kind of her brand. But yeah, no, in these right. movies, she's just being like a bitch. Like not like there's no, but there's nothing behind it. No, there's no. just like I am the plot device jerk from for this point it's, on. Yeah. <laughs> It's also like Reese and Paul and like the character actor who plays the driver and like everyone there seems like they came from like the same like this is not the first rom-com they've done. They're going to keep doing rom-coms. Yeah. Sarah <laughs> Silverman was like, let's get a stand up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally different. Like she's so like urban compared to like this is set in Minnesota. Like right. she just doesn't. Her, I guess that was my most batshit moment was her. And and she doesn't come back. No. Which right. I thought no, no. she would. I no, thought she, says two she would. 
She should have three. Yeah. She should be Rule there. Rule of comedy. Kissing, kissing the Ricker or something. Oh I my God, imagine. Like, or like, like my boyfriend or yeah, yeah something just to pop back up yeah. yeah you know again like you said rule of three like that's <laughs> absolutely um yeah well I guess like for me like I think when like the car explodes like when the thing explodes yeah because I did not see that coming, coming. <laughs> and like him driving it still like still. the shell of it I was like what do you, like I, I thought it was so funny to me and I was yeah. like this is this is like amazing <laughs> I have no yeah notes. I was like good job art department like, yeah it yeah. looks really cool oh like, yeah. it's like hollowed out yeah but, yeah and like some of the boxes are like still like on fire there. in the middle of this packet. Yeah, yeah. Also, I love good how job like, stunts. Yeah. yeah. Also, I like, love great. how nobody comes out of that diner to like see what happened. Oh, yeah. No, so, like this face. guy is like one of those like this happens all the time type of situation. They were they're really like chowing down on like the, yeah. the cornbread. Yeah, and, like, it's like chili. This food, which <laughs> the apparently food is, is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. But um, and then the other thing that we do is like put this on like the garbage meter. So yeah, sweet garbage is like just like a good, like the perfect trashy fun movie. And then like hot garbage is gonna be just like it's bad. Yeah. And like, and you had a bad time watching it and like you're angry. Yeah. That's usually we we reserve hot garbage for like when oh. we saw Thanks Killing. Yeah. Or Showgirls yeah. 2. Oh. No. She was really it's mad at me about that. Showgirls it's too. Not, it's not that far. It's it's honestly like what kind of sucks about it is that it's kind of forgettable. Yeah, like, it's like squarely in the middle for sure. Like I think it's like, about it that that yeah. I mean I watched it almost three weeks ago, so I obviously remember most of it, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking about stuff about it. But like, why did it not get to you know? a Notting Hill level or a, mm, like an a iconic Jones diary. Yeah. Like it doesn't go that far. And I, I but it was the, in theaters movie. Like this is pre mm. a streaming rom-com. So yeah. it should be held to the same standard as like Thelma and Louise or Midnight Run. Yeah. It's just, that's a tough thing. It's like right in the middle. Like it's not so bad that it's good. Like burlesque. Yeah. Right. Um, sure. oh, love that movie. <laughs> God. But it's also not so good, like trashy in the way, like when you said that sweet garbage, I was like, well, yeah, like Bridget Jones Diary 2 is something I enjoy. You know? It's a it's a fun movie, but like, yeah, that's like, that's like, that's trashy. Like the first Bridget Jones's Diary is a masterpiece. Like that's a great movie. Like I feel, yeah, but no, you're right. Like the second one, the second one is like a fun time. But like, you're 13 going on 30, right? Like if oh. that's, if 13 going on 30 is on TV, it's is it a masterpiece no it's not it's not as good as Bridget Jones one but I would watch it oh, but this is kind of like this is kind of like I don't even know if I don't even know if it was on a plane and it was free I don't even know if I would watch it so again yeah again but... yeah I mean, again right <laughs> right but as a curiosity it's great if you're like wait what were these people doing before they made you know election and <laughs> and like Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd had yeah. been like he had already done clueless because he had done clueless so this was the like this is still him being yeah. like oh I'm the leading because he is he's the leading man mm-hmm. he's the romantic lead it's before he really ever like yeah it's before anchorman so like we didn't really know how funny he Paul could Rudd be. could be well, yeah. 
he wasn't ready to embrace his like go- like goofiness, goofiness. sort of natural to mm-hmm. him yeah yeah very true because I think yeah once he did that that's when he like kind of really yeah. like there was everywhere yeah yeah now he's a Marvel superhero and one of Amer- like sexiest men alive yeah. <laughs> wait who is he Ant-Man yeah, yeah. Ant-Man. Ant-Man yeah the movie I got I was like in a blackout when I saw that and I hated it I hated that movie so much I threatened to throw my friend's tv over I got really upset <laughs> I did not care I had, for it like I had like two hours to kill and I was like at the mall and it was playing and I had it was back in the movie pass days where it's mm. like well, uh, better, well better use my movie pass up and like just pathetically like <laughs> I don't even know I think there was one part in Ant-Man where I literally said out loud, like, wait, what? And like someone turned around. And, like, I'm real mad. Oh man, you had like a Marvel stand. Like, oh, excuse God. me. <laughs> well, but also let's be clear. That movie is, he's, he is an, a mutant that is an ant. And yes. Evangeline Lilly is a mutant that is a wasp. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. And that part is like, it's a lot. It's very like, honey, I shrunk the kid. <laughs> yeah. It's a Marvel movie. Movie. Yeah. But so, like, I think if they had done it with like that same goofiness, I think it would have been fine. Yeah. Like, but I like, it's told so it. seriously. Yeah. It's told so straight that like I'm just like well, wait a originally, second originally it was supposed to be Edgar Wright and they had like creative differences so Edgar Wright probably would have brought like a campy Shaun of the Dead type vibe probably to it, you know I think that's I think why Paul Rudd signed on originally, originally yeah but of course you're but not gonna once say you've no. cast Evangeline <laughs> really is one of the least funny female actresses of all time I mean she is serious yeah she's effervescent she's Lord of the Rings yeah but to me she I can't, not a not sense funny. of humor. Not, no, yeah. if it no. If it had been like him if and like Catherine Hahn, come oh on, my Jesus, that's hilarious. it. Or just like I mean, any I could get a stand-up that's get like stand-up. I'm gonna be, yeah, it's or, get Sarah Silverman. Silverman. Right. Oh my god, that would be funny. Yeah, Sarah Silverman, she could be the wasp lady. Like, yeah, she killed it for sure. All right, yeah. but we'll get our Marvel pitch together soon. <laughs> She's not going to make your movie more quirky. She's going to bring a sense of gravitas. Yeah. (laughs) Which, you know, like on Lost, it's appropriate. Like it makes sense. And like, and like you said, like in Lord of the Rings or something, she seems like a very like ethereal presence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, no yucks with this one. (laughs) I guess they were like, oh, well, she did Lost, which had been off the air for like 10 years. (laughs) was made but she did lost so therefore she's action science yeah. fiction as well right. oh <laughs> like we got we got it all it's like we perfectly cast this film and everybody's like oh <laughs> but yeah. yeah so that is overnight, overnight delivery. delivery yeah thanks claire so much for being yeah. on this was, great. this was great yeah do you have any um anything you'd like to plug any social media um that you want to <laughs> yeah, like so- let everybody know Sure. So I'm Claire C. Downs on all things, um, except to TikTok where I just lurk. That's not yeah, like no, that's what <laughs> that's what TikTok <laughs> is for all of yeah. us. Like we just lurk. Um, <laughs> and then I actually so funny enough, uh, I actually have a, a road movie short that's on some oh. festival circuit right now. Awesome. Um, so I, I watched a lot of road movies last year uh, preparing for this. I directed it with my husband, Brendan Gallagher, who's a TV writer. Mm-hmm. Where we premiered it in Chicago last month, and we're going to Oklahoma next week to um, 
to do a, a screening of it there. And if you, you know, want to know more about it, it's called Dollar Generals and the, you can watch the trailer at dollargeneralsfilm.com. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And actually um, there's someone, cause I, I watched the trailer when you premiered it and there you worked with uh, Bob Clinton in yes. it, right? He So I directed him in a play like three or four years ago. And it was like, I remember when I saw it, I was like, holy shit, that's Bob. <laughs> what was the, what was the play? Um, it was a permanent image. It was a Samuel D. Hunter play. And he, um, we basically filmed some things, uh, filmed some scenes that we would play um, basically as projection, like while the actors were on stage. And that was, that he was in those scenes. But yeah, Where I remember- uh, it was at Skiptown Playhouse in um, East Hollywood, like over near um, LACC and um, yeah, LACC. Like it's over like by like Vermont. Wow. And but yeah, wow. I remember watching the trailer and being like, what? The? <laughs> That's crazy. Small world. But of Bob's course in it. And <laughs> yeah, I'm hopefully working with him again this year on another short. Um, so if that you know, if nobody goes up to him at a party and says something mean, he can still be in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I will. I'll, I'll make sure. I'll make sure nobody talks to him. I'll, I'll be the muscle. <laughs> be like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you talk- who are you- Why are you talking to him? Go away. <laughs> he cannot be disturbed. Yeah, Mr. Kalinadig cannot be disturbed. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out for that. That's great. Um, yeah, yeah, thank you so much thank for being for on. on. We really appreciate it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks, and thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. All right, guys. That's the end of this episode. We'll be back with more Reese. Yes. Bye. Sweet, sweet garbage, baby. Sweet, sweet garbage, baby. Sweet, sweet garbage, baby. Sweet, sweet garbage, baby. Sweet, sweet garbage, baby.